this is another episode of developing your a game the podcast where we share inspirational and motivational stories of africans on the continent and africans in diaspora bringing their a game doing amazing things making that impact that we need so today i am very very honored to have on a very special guest and disclaimer disclaimer he's also my client but he's an amazing person which is why he's on the show and his name is dr ab offery and he is the co-founder of a new fast growing technology company focusing in healthcare called Jero Care now i'm just going to reel out his profile before we actually bring him on it's a very impressive profile he is a medical doctor and has been so close to 19 years he's also a business and blue ocean strategy consultant for over 10 years now He is the CEO and co-founder of Jericare Solutions, pioneering medical inclusion by leveraging technology to provide access to medical care for the underserved audience, which is the elderly and also people in rural areas. Jericare has not been doing badly at all. It was selected as one of the top 50 business innovations in Africa they exhibited at the Africa Innovation Summit in 2018 in Rwanda it was named the top, it was named one of the top 30 African health innovations by the World Health Organization he was also the winner of the best Nigerian startup ecosystem tour organized by Africa Arena and also featured at the Africa Arena Summit 2019 prior to this Dr. Ofri was a medical director at the Bayelsa State Hospital and head of medical services for the Bayelsa Health Insurance Scheme. He's passionate about startups, about growing businesses. He's also written quite a few books and he's promised me that he's going to share the link for them so so you can get these books. One of his books is called Becoming a God Kind of Millionaire. I like that. I like that. A millionaire with a heart. Innovate at will, silencing the dream killers, which I really like, and success, simple but not easy. Dr. Ofri, your profile is so so impressive. It's an honor to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> You're most welcome. So now, you know, um, Jericare. If some of the listeners have not heard of it, is d- definitely making its mark um, in, in the tech scene in Nigeria. And I know we tend to hear more about the fintech companies. They tend to get more of the of the juicy media attention. Um, can you tell me? I mean, it's obvious why you would have gone into medical. tech health tech but can you tell me what really made you you know decide to to pivot into tech you know you were you know medical doctor you had um a thriving um you know practice already what what made you decide i need to 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 you know co-found a business um that's involved in um health tech in nigeria okay all right thank you very much um It's important to note that at the onset I was not really interested in going into technology. <laughs> It's just that the demand for the service necessitated the use of technology. Oh, so, that's uh, interesting. When I initially launched, I was working purely offline. 
I myself used to see 20 elderly patients in Port Harcourt. But I then understood that for me to see the number of people I need to see and for more people to benefit from the service, I could not do it offline alone. And so we also looked at putting it online and working with our co-founders to scale it across the country. But interestingly, again, the reason why I will focus on this business venture was the fact that I had a personal need. That's why I keep telling people to start a business, you must be solving a problem. And one of the key ways to find a problem to solve is to actually experience the problem yourself. Mm. So a few years prior to setting up GeroCare, initially it was called Visiting Physicians Elderly Services. But okay. when I ventured into health tech, we needed to get a, a sexier name. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that of name course. Apply. So we had to <laughs> reiterate and, you know, look through names and come up with Gerald Care. So Gerald Care basically means, Gerald is from the root word for geriatric, and care basically means care as it is. So it's elderly care, Gerald Care. That's makes what sense. it is. Mm, makes a lot of sense, yes. Mm. And, so, and um, mm. Okay, so prior was to actually, that, okay. actually the, the need for the service was because I had a personal experience. I told the story quite a few times, so some people might know it, I, my father actually had uh, two strokes in the space of one year. Oh, my. Oh, and, wow. and that was not because there's nothing I could have done. I was simply in another location at the time. So subsequently, my mother called me, told me her blood pressure was high, her blood sugar was high. But there's something she said that jolted me, which is the fact that I had neglected them. And ordinarily, I thought that was impossible. But after critically reassessing my life, I realized that while focused on my family and my career, I had subconsciously neglected this group of people. But then I thought to ourselves, we are not the only ones facing this problem. There are lots of Nigerians living and walking far away from where their parents are. And the only time they hear anything is when something goes wrong. That's right. So the question was, was there a way whereby no matter where you are in the world, you can ensure your parents' health care needs are met? And not just met, remind those people that you care. So that's why my co-founders and I came up with GeroCare to solve this problem for my family and the millions of Africans across the continent experiencing the same thing. So that mm. was why we set up the business and that was why we went into health technology to ensure more people can assess the service. That's incredible. This arose from literally personal experience. You you experiencing something as, um, as um, you know, it was close to home, your father. Um, yeah. did, did was did, did your father recover from the um, strokes? Oh, oh. unfortunately, uh, he has not fully recovered. Mm. He still has the telltale signs of right-sided weakness, and he currently can't speak yet. Mm. So, and I, uh, the thing is that constantly seeing this is mm. my drive to ensure I do what I do, because mm. many people don't really fully understand what can happen, but I have seen what can happen. And so many times when I'm talking to people, trying to convince them, they feel I'm a bit too pushy, but it's because I've seen the other side and I don't mm. want it to happen to you. Right. I, I liken it to uh, situations where, you know, a doctor prescribes a medication for a child, an injection, and the parents hold the child down. The child refuses and fights to take the injection, mm. but you know it's important for him to take it because at the end of the day, he's the one that will benefit. So that's similar to what happens when I'm trying to tell somebody that feels his parents are strong, that I should still subscribe to the service. They don't understand that I know why I'm saying this, because I've mm. experienced it. 
Mm. So now you've got this. Okay, so it's a brilliant idea born from from a pain point that you suffered yourself. And it's something that continues to persist today. Now, did you ever think for a second, oh, what's the uptake for um, subscription online-based services like? Are we really ready in Nigeria? Um, I know that Jericare also um, had, attracts a, a good portion of clients from the diaspora. But then when you think about Nigeria itself, what, what's the uptake like? You know, what, what kind of challenges did you find just trying to create something completely new? Let's, you know, Dr. Offrey is a very humble man. And uh, this is, is the first of its kind, I have to say. In, in Nigeria, um, this sort of uh, geriatric app-based healthcare service. So what did you think? Did you just think, yes, I need to do this. Um, I'm just going to um, um, do it and, and forget the fear. Or were, were you actually concerned and held back a little before you launched the app okay so i like how you introduced the service in the beginning you said is that tech enables so technology just enables the service to do what it needs to do because as i mm. mentioned i ran the service offline and then i knew how much of a demand there was for it so technology just enabled people that had the demand access the service okay okay yeah. so okay Many people have a need for the service, but they don't have a means to get the service. So although the technology is tech-based, it's just a means to have you access the service. There's a lot of back-end. We have the application. We have the other things you do. But we realize that most people just need a service that can provide care for their parents. The tech aspect of it is a bonus. So even if that aspect wasn't there, they may still need the service, but not be able to access it. Mm, okay. Okay, okay. So, so the, mm, enabled, okay. more people all over the country, all over the world have access to it. Okay, okay. That makes sense. That does make sense. So you still run it offline as well as online. But do you an anticipate having a very large customer base online um, that access your, your app? So the beauty is that more of the tech is in running the service than in providing it providing access to the customer. Ah, okay. So you, for instance, your key connection to us will be your application and your reports and so on and so forth. But then the entire back-end structure works on tech. Okay. So the doctors book the appointments via the, the application. The doctors see the patients via the application. They make prescriptions. They request for investigations. The whole hospital structure is based on a tech platform. So Jericare basically is a cloud-based hospital that converts the patient's home to a hospital. It makes so much sense. Yeah. So much sense. So for, the, for the user, the only interface is their application where they view the reports and what is done. But on the back end, to ensure the structure runs smoothly, there's a lot of tech involved in that. So it's sort of like, I, I, I don't like using that terminology much, but it's the Uber for elderly care. Yeah, well, everyone says that. that. Uber is connected their applications. There is no need for a, a structure. So what we actually realized was that um, when you go to a hospital, the only person you see is the doctor. You don't need to see the pharmacist or the lab scientist. So you don't even need to be in the same building with them. Exactly. So ourselves, why not provide the care for you at home? but connect the doctor coming to the house to everybody else you need. 
So the doctor reviews you at home, and just like he will write a prescription, he makes a request on his application. It goes to our pharmacy network who delivers the drugs to you at home. Just like he will request for an investigation, he requests various application, it goes to our lab network who comes home to take the sample. So you have the entire experience of the hospital without leaving your home. And then we see the boundary of the country where we exist as the boundary of general care and every home as a consulting room. So we can safely say general care is the largest hospital in the country. Amazing. <laughs> Dr. Offrey, I mean, I, all I can hear is systems and processes. And, you know, this is, this is the backbone of any um, sustainable business. And um, it's interesting because part of your profile is that you are a blue ocean um, strategist as well. Would you say that your, your background helped you um, you know, not only, you know, come up with the ideas, but also with the execution, because you make it sound very straightforward, but we know in reality how, um, you know, how, how it can be. It's not easy, but I mean, because you're good at what you do, um, articulate and you understand systems, it sounds pretty flawless, but you know, the reality is always different. Would you say that you're, your, your business background helped you, your strategy background helped you because, you know, medical doctors aren't really known for being business people, but you were like, you've blended it perfectly. You've been able to bring your medical um, knowledge and blend it quite f seamlessly with, um, you know, business strategy. That's very unusual, would you say? Yeah, that, that's true. But there's a statement that um, one of my favorite authors likes to make, which is every master was once a disaster. So meaning <laughs> that in the initial stages, no matter how simple it seems now, when you first started, it wasn't that simple. Mm. So it only gets better the more you do. And you mentioned, yes, I have a master's in business, I have a blue ocean strategist, but most of the time, when you begin with the theory, when you get to the real world, you still have to iterate your process quite frequently to get to the most perfect form of it. So though Blue Ocean basically helps you come up with uncontested markets and make your competition irrelevant, once you've put that framework in place, once you go into the market, the market tells you what they actually need and what very actually true. needs to be done. Very so the true. the model we're hearing about right now is very far from our first model, but we constantly iterate based on feedback we get from the customers and from the community. Very true. The iteration process is the iterative process is extremely critical, um, you know, because people, you know, when people think about going into business, we can become so fixated on perfection at the time of launch. But, you know, perfection is actually there's no fun in perfection. You, you learn more through, you know, the iterations, the changes, things, systems develop and get better, even technologies also get better. I'm sure the technologies you're using now would have been even different two years ago. It keeps changing. You know, um, one thing I want to ask you is why, I mean, it might be an obvious question, but it's good for you to state the obvious. Why the geriatric, uh, why geriatrics? Why didn't you think about uh, pediatrics? We have the youngest population in Africa, 30% uh, of the population or so are under the age of 30. You know, why didn't you think of PD? What, what was it about the geriatric population that inspired you and your uh, fellow uh, doctor to set up GeriCare? Yeah. 
So apart from the fact that there was actually a personal need and an understanding of the problem people face, as I mentioned, Blue Ocean strategy is key to discovering what we call uncontested markets. And so the focus also was to come up with a business that is in a Blue Ocean. A Blue Ocean basically means an area where there's no other existing business. So there were a lot of other businesses, seeing everybody, seeing children, seeing every other group of person, but there was nothing really satisfying the needs for the elderly in the way everybody could afford. And so instead of competing with everybody else currently available in the market space, we decided to search out the Blue Ocean where we will be the only ones there. So right now in geriatric care, leveraging on technology, we are one of the only people in that space. And so that helps us a lot. The second was because we understand the payment systems for healthcare. My partner and I sold insurance for a little while also. We were actually part of those that helped in developing the retail package for health insurance while he was selling okay. insurance. And what we discovered was that it's easier to sell a product to somebody emotionally attached to the person than to the person True. itself. So when you sell insurance to a man, he tells you he doesn't need it. He doesn't get sick. But once you understand how it affects his wife and his child, he believes, okay, they may need it. And because of mm -hmm. them, he buys So also it's difficult to sell healthcare to the elderly directly. But we needed to find somebody emotionally attached that still bears the brunt of the cost. And so we'll be more willing to pay. That also um, encouraged our model of children paying for the parents. We also have children who see uh, one, one client or customer actually call this house. Oh, bless her. <laughs> because mm. they are not around, but it helps them mm. feel a bit better that yes. they're doing something to Absolutely. help out parents. Because ordinarily, they have minimal contacts, not by choice, but because of the way their lives are. But again, as I said, the parents need to be reminded. Our mothers, for instance, I love you by mouth doesn't go much. They understand we love them, but actions show more. So each time the doctor shows up to the house, no matter where they are in the world, they remember that this person still thinks about me. That makes a lot of sense. Doctor, that makes Hello? a lot of sense. So you've you keyed into the emotional strings. You're pulling at the emotional strings of the of the of the pair of the parents' children. So the parents are your clients, but the children are the ones you're able to convince to sign up because of the emotional attachment. Yeah. That's a very very fantastic marketing strategy. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And the fact that they can follow up on the care wherever they are, they know what's happening with them, they can buy the, buy the drugs. For instance, my mother is retired, she's hypertensive and diabetic. Before Jerry care, most times, at the end of the month, she needs to decide which drugs she will buy with the money in her hand. But her three children are well able to buy this medication. But our parents have what they call a selfless love for us, and so they don't want to burden you. So with general care, you can preempt all these things and even know when her drugs finish before she does. So no matter where you are, you're ensuring you know, she receives the care she needs. Is that half feeling like mm. a burden to you? Mm. It's um, definitely revolutionary. Rev revolutional here, definitely. Because pr prior to, prior to, to this app-based 
you know, healthcare system. It, it was very manual, wasn't it? You have to call someone to go to the house to check, and it just it was just rather tedious. So interestingly, I'll give you an example okay. of something that happened recently. Well, one of our retail customers, so she she her mother actually fell. She was in Ogun State. Oh, no. I couldn't get up. So she now called her and then she frantically drove down from Lagos oh, to wow. where she was to help her up and you know sort out the situation. And she now told her, Why will you let this happen? Why did you wait so long? And after speaking for quite a while, the mother was tired of her complaining and let her know this is not the first time it happens. Is it because I called you this time that you know about it and making so much noise about it? That it happens mm. regularly. But this time there was nobody to call. That's why I called Oh, him. my goodness. So it helped us to understand that there was nobody paying attention to them. And even when there's a problem, you may be in Lagos thinking everything is fine and not hearing from them. But they will not call you and tell you there's a problem until they feel they yes, have no other choice. Yes. But with general care, every single month, the doctor goes there. And the beauty is that with the doctor, they will tell him everything. Things that are simple, things that are little, things that are large. So no matter what it is, he gets to hear and so you are sure at least once a month somebody's paying attention to their healthcare needs. And exactly. Care and it gives them a sense of comfort as well. There's a bit of loneliness, isn't there? Yeah. As elderly, with elderly people, yeah. they want to maintain that level sense of dignity. But at the same time, loneliness can mm. creep in. The kids have grown and everyone's living their life. So would you say that, Jericho, to an extent, you know, you're kind of meeting that need, you know, from a social contact perspective as well. Mm. There we do. So um, another feedback from our customers, especially the professors in Nevada, they are very glad to have an intellectual person to speak to at least once a month. Because most of the time, the carers they have with them may exactly. not be speaking English and cannot come exactly. with them on their level. So I remember when I was seeing patients myself, I was the highlight of their month. So I made it a point of duty to even know where our conversation stopped the last time. So beside my medical notes, I write where the conversation stopped. For instance, she gave me some news about her neighbor or her son. I mm. make small notes. So after the medical consultation, I can continue from where the notes stopped. I can ask again about the neighbor and they lighten up and begin to speak. So we are providing medical care, but the psychotherapy Absolutely. also goes a long way. It becomes like a part of the family. And even those in protocol that I had needed to get permission from me before they travel really? to their children. So, for instance, they want the mother to come. The mother will tell you until my doctor says I'm, I can travel before I can go, or until my doctor says. <laughs> so the nurse calling with permission. Amazing. For the so I became that, that amazing. That close to them. And that's amazing. That that shows you you're doing. That shows you how valuable this yeah. service is in reality. You know. Now I just want to come back to the business itself, like the core business. Um, so we've talked about this being a tech-enabled business, but the reality is once you dip your hands in tech, <laughs> it's seen as tech. It, it's, it's seen as a technology business, which is great because, you know, it makes it more interesting than just a conventional uh, healthcare um business now how have you found the tech industry in general in in africa in nigeria like what 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 kind of activity are we seeing uh, compared to even when you 
started are things becoming are things picking up a lot is the technology industry in africa still yet to grow even more what are your thoughts on the tech industry and um the the, the participants in it so i still consider myself relatively new in the tech ecosystem as jeroke is just about three years now so uh, my first foray into technology was when we launched Jerokay through our accelerator program, that Ventures Platform Accelerator. And then when I got into the accelerator, it was my first time even having a clue about what the tech ecosystem is like. Now, if you speak to me, you might have no idea that uh, I'm just <laughs> about three years old. But then everything was quite new to me. And it is really an interesting world. However, if you're not involved in the world, you will not understand the details of what happened here. So I remember when we first left uh, Ventures Accelerator and had our demo day. So we had launched for just about three months. And on our demo day, we were actually valuing ourselves as close to $900,000. And so most of the investors we spoke to that are orthodox investors, orthodox business people, could not (laughs) even fathom why we felt we were worth that. And then when when they ask you how much are you looking for, you tell them. For what percentage you tell them? You have to take almost a double. <laughs> Serious? Like, is this guy for real? They don't ask you. So when did you launch? Three months ago. They cannot just phantom it. So it was difficult to get you know local investors to understand the the tech ecosystem. However, fortunately, I've traveled across the world in this industry, and I know how people take things. So I was in um Finland. I think it was 2018 December. 2019 December or 2018, I can't remember now. So I was speaking to investors there, and they were amazed that couldn't see the opportunities. Could offer hmm. seed, yeah, and they could offer seed funding for close to 40 percent of your business. No and sense. It made no sense at all to them. At the point, <laughs> I was exaggerating. Just to help you understand the way people think about the industry, both in Nigeria and outside Nigeria. But fortunately, a lot more people are getting yes. to understand the technical system. That's why we are seeing more people, you know, investing in companies like Facebook and the rest. Yes. And having good exits. Very good exits, like yes. seeing. But the thing about the tech ecosystem is that you have to have patient money to invest in the tech ecosystem. If your money is not patient, please go for real yes. estate or something. Even real estate is low. But if you want to have an yes. impact yes. in the world, yes. yeah, or something shorter. Because the impact tech businesses make in a short period of time Absolutely. is almost unquantifiable. Because one day you have one customer, second day you have a hundred, third day you have a thousand. And so when you value your business, yes. the potential you are valuing. So you need to understand how far it can go. And that's what people need to, you know, mm. get to grips with. The more we get to grips with that, the, the faster the ecosystem will grow. Unfortunately, people like Facebook oh, have yes. shown the way in the sense that the people that invested in them have over 100x return <laughs> on investments right now. So that's a good sign of, you know, it's a place to go. But for every Facebook, as you mentioned earlier. Hundreds uh, of failures, uh, yes. About... <laughs> It's an understatement. Yeah, thousands. Yes, Yes, it's true. It's so exciting. Yeah. We, you know, in Nigeria, or maybe globally, we tend to overplay um, the winners. You know, it looks exciting. Everybody wants to jump in head first, but it's hard work. You know, it's 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 very hard. 
And, you know, for everyone, amazing messy, there's thousands of undiscovered and never will be discovered mm. uh, junior footballers. So I kind of liken sport. I, I think I think what you do is a kind of sport. <laughs> it's a sport because you have to be in it for mm. the long haul. It's not, uh, like you said, you need patient money, you need patience, you need to bide your time, you need to uh, uh, refine the product, go through the iterations. It's, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's definitely not something that, it's no, it's not an overnight uh, success type of thing, but you, but that's the but that's the, the that, impression that we get. What do you what do you say to people who want to get into tech? So, so for me, I was actually on a call uh, on an interview a few days ago, uh, and these issues came up. So for us, the why is extremely important because I'm sure. Companies like Pesta, the initial reason they went into business was not to make Very money true. to solve the problem. And the bigger the problem is solving, the bigger Absolutely. the money that comes with it. So if your focus is on the problem, the money will eventually come. I have a business mentor that told me in the early stages, he said, Dr. A.B., don't hold on, the Calvary will arrive. Keep on focusing on the why, on the problem, and everything else will fall in line. But the problem is that many people see the likes of Facebook now and go into business because exactly for the wrong reasons. I was listening to a session by uh, yeah by Guy Kawasaki who said, "When you go into business, if you go into business to make meaning, you will make mm. meaning and you will make money. But if you go into business to make money, you will not make meaning Boom. and you will not make money. So majority of the people go into business to make money but not meaning. And then when things don't go as planned." or they face a little stumbling block because the money is not coming as they wanted to, and that was the reason they went to business to stop the business or the business dies. But however, for people like us that have a strong why, when you face a stumbling block, you think to yourself, is the problem solved? If the problem is not solved, then you have to find a mm. way to continue and solve that problem. And so that drives everything you do. And you realize that at the end of the day, the money comes, the investors come because you are making a real impact, especially in this day of social enterprise. That is powerful. That is really, really powerful. Dr. Afri, I want to ask you one last question, and that is your demos. <laughs> I've watched one or two, and they are good. You, <laughs> Again, it's, it's amazing how you've been able to come out of a very conventional industry uh, ecosystem, which is the medical ecosystem. There's a certain way we regard doctors, but again, you know, you, I guess it, it, you, you can tell us, um, you're very business minded. Your demos are, I know you are the one half of the business that tends to go for the demos. Um, um, your, your partner, the demo days, exactly. Demo what, day. what, what does it take to hold, to, you know, do a, a, a get a successful pitch because I can tell you, even I don't really like the idea of a pitch. What if, the, what if people don't like what you're saying? What if you're, you're trying too hard? Could you give the listeners just, you know, three tips that you deploy? And, and I'm sure you're not giving anything away because you are unique <laughs> and no one can take that from you. But just to share, you know, what makes you good at, at your demo days? What, what makes you so good at them? So I have uh, an undue advantage 
which is oh, the fact that I'm a preacher. Yes. And so that yes. helped, helped quite a bit. Oh, wonderful. In my delivery. Because after my demo, people like Amazing. to say it sounded like he was preaching. He was trying to win us over and stuff okay. like that. So that helps me quite a lot. So you have to do a practice, okay. basically. And I was also a monthly toastmaster. Are you serious? Okay, I want to join Toastmasters. You know, I'll I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk to you about that yeah, after you the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Although I've been a truant toastmaster while I've been in Lagos, but while I was oh, in Contact, I was fantastic, very, very okay. active. So the key mm. is practice, 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 just, practice. That's only one thing I was. Because in the initial stages, I'm sure I say I say my pitches like not really a hundred times. times. Really, to myself back and forth, you know, before you Amazing. sleep, before you wake up, and so when it gets time for a pitch, you can start Amazing. on any slide and continue. Amazing. And I've said it now. <laughs> I've pitched now so many times that I don't have to rehearse that much anymore. But I remember in the initial stages, I had to. Even now, though I know it, I still rehearse. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Flawless. And again, because technology can mm. you know, mess you up. Yes, exactly. Where your slides don't work the way you need them to, or the mic. So you need to know it front and back when and ignore your slides when necessary nice. and just continue. So that, that's just the key. Understand the business well arrange the sequence properly and read it out loud continuously so you hear how it flows and can correct the words. Once that is done, this practice, practice, fantastic. Practice. Mm. Yeah. And then when you think practice some more, practice some more. Practice some more. I love that. Practice makes perfect, as they say. I remember the, the story, I think you might have heard it, of the young man that was in front of uh, mm. Carnegie Hall, on the way to Carnegie Hall, and asked somebody by the side of the road, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? And the guy replies <laughs> him by practicing. That's a good one. <laughs> so he had no idea, I was asking for directions. Just make yes, yes. How do you get to perform a Practice. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, Dr. Offrey, it's been really, really insightful, you know? And again, I think that's a fact, a factor of your, your precision, your approach to things, the details. So you're so concise, even with your delivery, we didn't really have to meander so long, but it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I think the listeners will agree. You've been really, really, um, you know, you've been quite factual and, You've given us a lot of um, food, food for thought. But I do want the listeners to know uh, how to get in touch with you. Um, what, how can they find your services if they need to, say, engage um, your services for their loved ones? Maybe they live in diaspora. I have a lot of listeners in America, funny enough. <laughs> so could you just drop your, um, your details, like the website, social media, if that's okay? Mm. All right. So before I do that, I'll let oh, please do, please mention do. our other product. Is a okay. Medra Telehealth Box. So Medra basically means Medicare mm. for rural areas. And it's a teleconsultation box that is Fantastic. solar powered and works with or without internet. And then serves as the clinic for any location where it is. So what we realized was that um, 
there are quite a few doctors still remaining in Nigeria. And from those few, very few out of them True. want to go to rural areas. And so we've leveraged technology to be able to provide care for them in those Wonderful. areas with a doctor in an urban area. And then we created a package whereby people can adopt communities. So for instance, for $10,000, you can set mm. up a clinic in a rural area and provide access to care for Amazing. one year for everybody in that community. So just from anywhere, you can actually be providing care for a rural area. You can pick a location, or you can allow us to pick a location for you. But you can provide healthcare to people who have never seen a hospital Wonderful. or never had contact with a doctor. We just launched our Congratulations. First in a community in Delta State about wow. three hours from Sapele. Yeah, three hours from Sapele. And they've never experienced a doctor. In 2020, doctor. So wow. there are many wow, places wow. like that in Nigeria. Yeah. And they will help My goodness. Them, so show you how, how remote it is. So those kind of places can now have access to standard medical care using these boxes. And for just $10,000, which is about 4.5 in this day, mm. and might go even less as time goes by, people that have never experienced health, modern health care can begin to receive a medical care because you know somebody that's wonderful and i think um, doc doctor is that part of your foundation because i know apart from your um mm, okay okay brilliant exactly. so this is a this is um, jerry care as an organization kind of giving back giving back as well could i okay that's really amazing mm. And allowing others and allowing exactly others participate, also. you know, it's it's a really worthy endeavor. And I really hope and pray that it grows, you know, beyond your imaginations and expectations because you're really solving a critical problem, even in 2020, to think that some communities haven't even uh, um, seen uh, doctors. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But we get caught up being in the city. We get, we live in a bubble. We have no idea that there's some people out there that just still don't have access to water, drugs, things we take for granted, to be honest. And it's amazing that, you know, people like yourselves are putting, um, your passion is clearly, clearly, clearly uh, tangible. We can feel it. We can't see you, but we can feel the passion through the uh, podcast. Oh, and it's yeah. great that you are yeah. solving so many problems problems it's a multiplicity of problems and you're giving back at the same time you're doing a lot doctor you're doing a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> as, as we mm. said initially also our focus is on areas where you know people are beginning mm. to neglect or have neglected so yes many of us have heard about telemedicine but nobody has ever experienced telemedicine as a cure or a Very treatment true. for people in rural areas so that's still the blue ocean thing going to areas where nobody is and creating uncontested markets and making mm, competition irrelevant. Nice. Well, you've heard it, listeners. He's doing a lot. Jericare team are doing a lot. Remember, he's a co-founder. There's a team behind this um, amazing organization. And, oh, you were supposed to give us your details. Don't forget that, doctor. Please share away. Share yeah, yeah, so people yeah. can reach you. So um, a, a website for the Jericare Home Hospital for the Elderly it's www.gerocare, as in G-E-R-O-C-A-R-E, dot O-R-G. O-R-G, okay. .com, dot O-R-G. On Instagram, we're at gerocare. On Twitter, at gerocare, underscore N-G. 
and um, Facebook Gerald Care Solutions. <laughs> that's uh, for now. Else? For now. <laughs> that's about it. For now. You can reach us on WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp there, the number 0701 444 8844. And that's it. But it's the key to have you, you know, contact us. We look forward to providing a, a service for you and making your elderly Amen to that. And, and the details will also be contained in the show notes. So in case you didn't hear it, it will be in the show notes as well. So you can reach out to Dr. Offrey and, you know, you know, ask him whatever you need to find out about the services they offer. Once again, I just want to extend my gratitude for taking the time out to be a guest on my podcast and um you know maybe one of these days we'll have you back talking about blue ocean strategy <laughs> because you're so good at it so because you're so good at yeah, it but thank that. you so much and my listeners you've been tuned into another episode of developing your a-game the place to be if you want to learn new skills Learn from inspirational and motivational Africans bringing their A-game on the continent. Thank you so much. And don't forget to subscribe or follow. Take care. Bye.